hello and welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality live from New York City. How are we doing, family? I am on the mend from a pretty horrible week in bed, but things always have a bright side eventually, and I have made it to that bright side potentially. And that rhymed. Look at me. I'm like, I'm such a poet. I'm such an artist. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful week. I am so excited to do a solo episode today. I'm just going to be sharing like an updated list of obsessions, like things I've been loving, obsessed with, like using actively on a day-to-day basis because I feel like I haven't done that in a while and I've definitely had a swap in preferences. So we're going to do that, but obviously we're just going to chat and catch up and like reframe ourselves before we get into the this and that of it all. Um, Obviously, we haven't done a solo episode in a while, so I'm kind of just happy to have this time with you guys. I feel like when I don't have it, I really miss you. And I'm like, I really need to just like sit down and talk to my people because these are my people. And I am just recording from my apartment right now, but I am going to tour my agency. So I got some like digital agents. If you guys don't know how this works, basically they're social media brand managers and they manage your like social media brand. And then there are digital agents who manage digital talent. Um, and that's for all things, speaking engagement, hosting opportunities, and sort of like what's beyond just social media, but then also helping with brand deals and social media, but their sole focus isn't like building your brand like a manager. And then I have my literary agents who handle all things book. And then I have publicists who handle like press. So my agents, my new ones, not my literary agents, they have like a podcasting space in their office, which is in the Empire State Building, which is amazing. And I would love to use it because then I could record all my solo episodes in video format because I have a camera, they have a camera. And they said I could use all their equipment. And so it's kind of just really nice that I can like have my at-home setup, but also use that space. But I'm going to go tour it next week just to see how I feel about it before like 100% diving into that being the new space, but very exciting. But for now, I'm just recording from home, which is always slightly distracting, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um, but let's get the um, boring, horrible stuff out of the way before we have fun. So on Monday morning, I went to the ER because I was in such pain. Like I couldn't walk. Like my stomach was so hyperextended and hurt so bad. And my ovary on the right side was just throbbing. And I was like, something is wrong. Like, am I ectopically pregnant? Am I having like something ruptured? Do I have appendicitis? So I went and then they ordered an ultrasound, but then I couldn't get into Wednesday. So they gave me all these painkillers. Went on Wednesday. They called me last night and told me that I have PCOS. I need to go correlate with the doctor. But if you look up the PCOS ultrasound and then you look at mine, it looks like a, like a string of pearls around your ovary, just like holes kind of. Um, that's what's really happening. So, um, I am going to an endocrinologist, my endocrinologist and, um, a, a OBGYN today. So that's great. You know, really good that I have access to resources. I did just want to say though, um, I am overwhelmed with this because I think there's a lot of like dietary and lifestyle switches that I can be making to really reclaim my life. But, um, I think the overwhelm comes from the fact also that for the last two years, I have been begging people to listen to me, begging people when I like throw up in the bathroom during an event or like my period is so bad I can't move or like I faint or just get a migraine or like start getting sick. Like I've been begging for people to listen about my chronic pain and a lot of people have just written it off like, 
nothing. And I think that finally having someone listen to me feels really refreshing because I'm like, okay, like for so long I was begging. I was begging people. And I think I've psychologically gotten to a place in my brain where I still feel like I'm not allowed to say I have it because people were like, you don't have anything wrong with you for so long. And even like I got this like literally 15 second long ultrasound once um, and nothing came back, maybe because it was 15 seconds and it wasn't thorough at all. And the one that I got was like 15 minutes long and like so thorough and she took a thousand billion photos and like I just felt really heard. So what I'm trying to tell you and like the reason that I feel the need to tell this to you guys is like don't give up on advocating for yourself if something doesn't feel right like you're the only person that can know your body don't let people tell you that you're fine when you're not um and like yeah just don't let people tell you you're fine when you're not I think that's like really what it is and like don't like let people push you around in that way I think for so long I was like they're probably right like I am just a weak baby and I always felt like that so I'm really like in this era now of trying to be like I'm not a weak baby. I was in pain for a reason. I would now like to reclaim my life on my terms based on what I now know because I always knew something was wrong and it's a bit of a, I don't know, I feel like a winner. Like I knew this whole time that I was right and everybody else tried to make me feel like I was wrong. And it's not necessarily anyone else's fault because it is so hard to diagnose and it goes undiagnosed so often, but I just wanted to share that. Um, and then on the front of like, in terms of what's next, like I'm kind of, kind of put together a plan for myself and go with trial and error, which I think is like the best way to do it. I probably will be sharing here or there what's working for me. Um, but I'm not going to be sharing like a ton. I just, I struggle with the culture on the internet of people who have health issues than sharing what works for them when it's like incredibly one-sided. It's like this thing that like, of course, not everybody's going to be the same. And so you saying like, this is the universal healer. It probably isn't for the person watching you. So I'm going to try to share Rex as they're helpful for me, but I'm not going to like be super like all over it with the content. This is just what makes the most sense for me right now. And I really want to try my best to get my hormones in check because it does really matter to me that I'm able to like have kids in a healthy way. And I know that there's so many things these days. There's IVF and surrogacy, and that's obviously all amazing options, and I'm really privileged that those would be options for me, but I do want to try my best to get my fertility in check so that I could just have a natural, healthy pregnancies in my future, and I feel like I'm 24, so it's like coming at a good time in terms of like I have years of time to really figure it out and get into a routine, so that's where I'm at with that. But while I was in bed, I didn't really watch that much of anything, but I did watch the John Mulaney new special. Um, if you don't want spoilers, definitely skip a little bit. I think that's something that's so interesting to me is when a comedian can be so captivating and entertaining without being, without being like joke, 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 without being like, he definitely is. It was definitely funny. It is funny, but it's not his same like laugh out loud humor that we are familiar with and I think that two things one it's really like indicative of his talent that he's able to kind of like 
straddle those two worlds of like still being funny but not being like a typical comedian and secondly I think that given where his reputation went after all of this especially with his divorce and the baby and everything I think his only option was to get up on a stage and be like I am a piece of shit because that's what he did if you watched it and if you haven't it's not really a spoiler like he basically just owns up to everything and like is really really raw and honest about it and it's not like a victim thing like I'm a piece of shit like I feel bad for me like I hate myself like it's not like that it's more so a thing of I really fucked up and I'm gonna tell you how horrible I was and we're kind of gonna laugh about how horrible I was but like I was horrendous I wasn't a good person I'm not proud of what I did and I'm not gonna make any excuses either I'm just gonna own up to everything and do it in like an entertaining way. I feel like that's really what this special does so well. And I feel like that was really his only option to getting back into it because there's really no way to argue it. Like he just stood up there and told everybody exactly what happened and it's really refreshing. So that's the first thing that I watched. I finished tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. If you haven't read it, I can't recommend enough. I will say the first half of it is slow, but the details that are extrapolated from the first half and the second half are so intimate and personal. I absolutely loved it. I think that it is magical. And I think that what Gabrielle Zevin, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, does so well through her character writing is she does not make these characters like feel real or feel like someone we know currently. She makes them feel like a fond memory someone that we used to know, somebody that we lost touch with. It's so nostalgic. Her writing is so pretty. The obvious metaphor of the video games like mirroring their life is like a very great tactic because it's something really lovely for her to fall back on without it being a direct cop out. Um, So I really liked the structure and I think that she just did a perfect job of like edging us into emotion so like we almost understand the heartbreak the characters are experiencing and we almost understand the grief and we almost understand the love but it's just out of touch enough that they feel like mysterious mysterious I I really think that like she is so talented like because for me at least when I'm writing I don't know how much of it is intentional and I would love to ask her honestly like how much of the emotion that I just expressed that I felt through this was intentional and how much is just like your natural mastery at writing like that just happened I think that you would probably say some of it was intentional but I wonder how often writers say things are intentional when they weren't actually intentional but you know what I'm saying it it's just I mean it's a trip it's so the end is so sad but like not in a like devastating kind of way just like it really is so good so can't recommend that enough I'm now reading a book called happy hour which I just picked up at the Ann Arbor bookstore when I was in Ann Arbor and I'm also reading eat pray love which I am loving can't recommend enough if you haven't read it I'm a big Elizabeth Gilbert fan these days I would be obsessed with having her blurb in my book I'm definitely gonna put her on the list for that of dream dreamy dreamy like book book blurb people so that's what I'm reading now I also finished jury duty and like you guys know that I have a deep love for the show because I mentioned it last week but if you haven't watched it you need to watch it 
And I think that my crush on James Marsden is like larger than it ever was before. I don't really know like what happened to him for lack of a better phrase, because he was perfect for this because he's sort of C list in a way where he's like definitely been in big things. And he's like, definitely is an actor that like people know, but if you say James Martin, people sometimes need like a reference point. Like, Oh, he was the other guy in the notebook that she was going to marry. Or he was the corny Collins in the hairspray movie in 2008 with Nikki Blonsky from the movie hairspray. I think sometimes people need a touch point for him, which it bums me out because I'm like, this is my guy for real. Like, this is my dude. Like he is my hall pass. I'm in love with him. And I was in love with him in this role. Like I genuinely loved how much of an arrogant twat he was being because I knew it was fake. And after like they reveal that the jury thingy is fake and Ronald's like, what the fuck? He's like so nice to him. I don't know. I'm just obsessed. That's another wreck of mine. So another thing that I've been thinking about is how is it already like May? I know it's like April 27th as I'm recording. We have a few days, but that's fucking crazy. I'm going on a girl's trip with my friends from May 4th to 8th and it's going to be tropical and we have never traveled as like a little gang, the four of us. And I'm just so excited. I feel like we really need a break. These are my best friends from grad school. They've been fucking crushing it in work and like life and just having shitty times, good times, bad times. I just think it's time for us to all take a deep breath couldn't come at a better time for me given the diagnosis and everything else like I'm really looking forward to enjoying just like fun with my girls um so that's amazing I'm really really excited I also wanted to say I know as May looms it's graduation season so if you're graduating from high school or college or grad school I just wanted to say congratulations you killed it and I'm so I'm just proud of you and I'm excited for you and I just can't wait for you to take the world by storm. A special shout out to Jess. She's graduating today, tomorrow, this weekend. Think about her. Send her good vibes. Um, She's amazing. And I'm so proud of her. She's going to law school in the fall. And it's going to be awesome. So I am so excited for all of you. And I hope that you're just having so much fun planning. And you're not feeling too sad. Because don't worry. The best is yet to come. Okay. The next thing that we need to talk about, like not imminently, but I need to personally like speak about is Sophia Richie's wedding and more specifically like the edits that I'm seeing on TikTok I think are confused I think people think that this style evolution of hers happened really recently like to coincide with the wedding like this has been the moment for a little while now but I feel like people weren't really paying attention to Sophia Richie for a variety of reasons like I just felt like people were like oh she's Lionel Richie's daughter like what does she really do blah 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 I think this wedding has really helped her to like skyrocket to the next level which is so great because like I kind of needed a new it girl it wasn't that you know, the Hailey Bieber of it all, the Emma Chamberlain. Um, and not that they're not it girls. They still are, of course. I just never like resonated with their personal style and like their personal vibe. Like I really love both of them. I think they're beautiful. Like I love following them, looking at their photos and outfits, but I was never trying to like mimic their aesthetic. Like, and I think that a lot of the it girls that we've had, I haven't really felt like I loved their fashion taste and like accessory taste and just like style and vibe. And she is someone that I'm just like, this is an it girl I can get down with because I really like, I want to like make affordable versions of her outfits. Like I really like her style. So I'm like thrilled that this wedding has skyrocketed her to the point of it girl status. Now I will say the wedding was one of the more beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Now, if my dad was Lionel Richie, like I would just be so happy. Like he can sing at your wedding 
he just is so nice. Like having met him in person, like he just gives father energy. I think I've said that on this podcast before. Like, can you imagine him being your actual dad? It's just beyond. So Lionel Richie sang at the wedding, walked down the aisle. She looked stunning in three Okator custom Chanel looks. It was just, it was so elegant and classy. I will say though, people are like, this is quiet luxury. I'm like, this is not quiet luxury. This is screaming, but it's just not doing it in like a quote tacky, unquote tacky way. It's being more classy and elegant and sort of modest about it but it's still like so chic and luxurious I would have loved to be a fly on the wall at that wedding I would have loved to be octopus lovers plus one at that wedding um but I think that this really puts me in a great place to talk about my touch grass of the week which is I did see like some there's so much content on my for you page about this wedding and I did see a couple people be like um you know nepo baby like oh we don't like nepo babies in the comments of some of the videos and it caused me to like start to reflect and this was my reflection you know there is so much wrong with the world especially our country if you're listening in america like we have sexism racism homophobia misogyny um everybody's rights are on the chopping block transphobia like hunger homeless the list could go on it genuinely could and for some reason, the thing that people on TikTok get the most vile and angry about is when two celebrities procreate and have a child and then by association, that child becomes rich and famous. And I'm in no way saying that the argument that people have against nepotism babies, which is, you know, these people are just getting opportunities they completely don't deserve or these people are getting opportunities that they do deserve because they are talented in some way, whether it's music, fashion, whatever, acting, but they're not admitting that their parents like status was a leg up for them or a privilege for them I understand that argument but for the nepotism babies who are just like hanging out like okay let's like point out some Ben Platt who is incredibly talented and deserves everything he has I don't understand the hate we hate nepotism baby he's the male Rachel Berry like he's literally couldn't be further from that I've met him several times so no like Sophia Richie. like what the fuck did she do I'm sorry like what did she like what it's not like the people who are out here like but I've worked very hard like that's annoying I get it but I'm more so just wondering like what would you have liked people like Ben Platt and Sophia Richie to do like not be born or be like hey dad I know you're like actually one of the richest and most famous like musicians ever um but I think I'm just gonna go make documentary films in Brooklyn and um I'm not gonna take any of your money even though you're so nice to me and you're a great father and we have a good relationship. Like just doesn't make sense. Like if I stuck you and I up inside Gwyneth Paltrow's coochie and you and I came out twins, you're like, and you are a really talented singer and you want to be a singer and I'm gorgeous and stunning and I want to be a model. Like, are you really telling me that we're not going to use our privilege to get ahead? Like we are. And then when we get there, we're just going to be like, yeah, our mom is Gwyneth Paltrow and here's hoping that because we were talented one day we would have gotten to where we deserve to be but you know what this is Hollywood and we expedited it because we can and that's the unfortunate truth of what's going on like I just don't understand what you would like people to do and what you would do differently and it gives me the same exact energy of when people were blowing up on Taylor Swift for her private jet emissions and I'm in no way saying that private jet emissions are good or okay or good for the environment and I'm no way saying that celebrities should abuse it for example Kylie Jenner taking like a 40 minute trip that could have been like a two-hour drive or whatever like that's ridiculous but all I'm trying to say is what would people have liked Taylor Swift to do like do you want her to fly commercial because she'll get mobbed attacked it'll be violent and dangerous for her probably like 
and she's only really using her private jet when she needs it and then on top of that she's leasing it out for like company like I just don't really know what you would have liked her to do like I think sometimes we just like we we want to have something to complain about and something to hate someone successful over especially women and so we just attack for no reason and obviously this conversation is like even worse when when we start talking about people who aren't you know don't have pretty privilege and white privilege like a Taylor Swift or um you know a Ben Platt who's who's a white man you know there's layers to the conversation and nuances obviously and I'm in no way saying again that like the nepotism babies who are like just walking in the Chanel show when they're five foot two and maybe don't deserve that over someone who's been busting their ass to be a model and is 5'11 and is perfect for it or somebody who like gets to the top and then won't admit that it was like with the help of her pa- their parents like I get that that is horrible and so annoying but I just like I can't even believe how many comments I saw being like Ugh, nepotism it's like what did she do and what do you want her to do and if I gave you all that money are you not having that wedding like okay be fucking for real you're jealous touch grass so that's the touch grass of the week Okay, the last and final thing is so exciting. I have officially picked a cover for my book. I am so happy with how it turned out. It is like the perfect thing. I can't wait to see it in a galley or an arc. And pre-order is really soon. I can't tell you when it is. You're going to wake up one day and it's going to be pre-order. But I will say it's before my birthday, well before my birthday and coming up. And I'm having a big party on pre-order for all of my content creator friends and journalists and family in New York. And if you're based in New York, I will be running giveaways leading up to the party to invite some of my followers to come as guests. I can't imagine celebrating this without you guys. And I know it's tough that I can't open it to everyone because it's going to be strictly New York friends right now um just because um, I mean unless you're randomly here just because that's what's easiest because I can't really announce pre-order before pre-order and it's gonna be the night of pre-order but I'm so excited to celebrate with you guys and more to come on that front trust me when I say you will know when it happens you will know okay so let's get into my obsessions lately I do want to put a disclosure because I feel like this is whole entire thing about de-influencing and I hear you like influencing and the influencer like culture. There is so much like capitalist vibe of like buy, buy, buy. And it's really wasteful and PR is wasteful. And I understand all of that. But when I watch de-influencing, sometimes I'm like, this is just in a way influencing. So they'll be like, don't buy this, buy this instead. Or they'll be like, don't buy any of this like but it's like they're still influencing you by saying that I feel like it's so interesting and also everybody's different so my disclosure is these are products that have been sent to me some of them some of them not that I would 100% buy again with my own money that have been elevating my lifestyle whether it's my makeup routine my hair routine my health my wellness these things have been elevating my lifestyle to a point where I feel really like sharing them with you. So that's like how I'm going to approach this. You are in no obligation to buy any of this stuff or do any of these things. If it doesn't sound like it's going to jive with your lifestyle, this is just what's been jiving with mine lately. And that's just what I want to, that's just what I want to say. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is like makeup and products. I have been using the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads for a really long time now. I actually met Dr. Dennis Gross. He's a really like high bar dermatologist in New York and he actually cured my mom's adult cystic acne and rosacea 
And his peel pads are amazing for clearing up your skin. I have never seen a product clear up your skin so well. Uh, there are gentle ones than the regular ones. I use the regular ones. I don't feel the need to use the gentle ones, but I think that the like ultra ones might be like too much for my skin. You can just use them a few times a week. And something that my mom does to maximize them is that she cuts them into four. So each one is like pretty pricey when you buy a box. But if you cut them into four, you're maximizing usage. Um, and I'm not even kidding you when I say, I think this is the number one acne treatment that I have found from people in my life. Like, Okay, like that was my agents calling with literally the best fucking news ever that I can't tell you guys, which is so unfortunate, but I had to leave the phone call in there because I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I answered the call and then I was like, oh my God, this is the most exciting thing that's ever been happening ever. Okay, so I think we we're talking about Dr. Dennis Gross. Um, yeah, it just changed my life and everybody in my life who has had acne, it has changed theirs. So I can't recommend him and that product enough. But in general, I really like their vitamin C line. I have super dry skin. He recommended that I start using that. I also use his sunscreen and he's just the best. Okay, I have been in a very no makeup -y era and I've been using the Good Weird. I think it's Good Weird, but it might be Weird Good. Let's just double check. This is a new makeup brand. I don't really know what their story is. Good Weird. Good Weird. Good Weird. Good Weird back from Vacay Bronzer in the color Malibu, but it's not bronzer as you think of bronzer. It's like if the Drunk Elephant's bronze drops were a like... um sheer sort of tinted moisturizer so you can wear it just alone like throw it on your face and go to pilates it gives you like a glow that makes you look like you just came back from vacation which is like hence the name i use the malibu shade they have darker shades and lighter shades can't recommend enough does not break me out i like it better than the drunk elephant bronze drops and i think it's amazing and then for the rest of my makeup routine lately i've been into joey cosmetics j-o-u-e-r I just think they make the most beautiful stuff. I think it's really well priced for what it is. All of their blushes I use. I use their blush and bloom duo for blush. I use the um, bronzer blush little duo in the color cool. I'm obsessed with their, um, what do you call that? Cover up concealer. It's like the best on the market. Their lip balms. Literally everything they make is amazing, but if you're going to like just pick a few, I would do their concealer for sure, and I would definitely do their blush. It's the best blush. So I've been loving their stuff for like, I've been doing like concealer, the little bronzing stuff that I just mentioned, and then a little blush and mascara, and I've just felt so dewy and fresh-faced. So cannot recommend those enough. Um, they're amazing. And then for my mascara, I've been using the Shiseido Imperial Ink Mascara. It's $22. It's the best mascara ever. If you curl your eyelashes and use it, it is fucking amazing. People sleep on Shiseido for skincare and makeup, but I'm going to be honest with you when I say it's one of the oldest skincare brands in the world and their dedication to their like ancestry and like the journey that they've been on with it is so beautiful and wonderful. Like I just can't even, um, I can't even explain to you like how obsessed I am with the brand, but their mascara is one of the best as is all of their stuff. So I've been in like an era of them. You guys know I'm always in my Caudalie era. So that of course as well, in terms of my skincare, those are kind of like my big three. Um, I've also been loving the L'Oreal Lumi Glotion. I have to say I liked it before it was cool. I've been using this shit since like 2019. 
it is one of my live without products and that's just the way it is. Like I, I am truly obsessed and I will say like post mascara gate, I did buy the L'Oreal mascara. I think that that marketing was great. If it was real, if it was fake, whatever it was. And it's really good. If you're looking for a cheaper mascara, something that you can buy at a CVS, I think that L'Oreal and like sort of the Maybelline umbrella in general, so the Maybelline the L'Oreal of it all, they do a really great job. And that like telescopic lift mascara is really good and it really works. So I can't recommend those enough. Um, now in terms of my hair, so I've spoken about this before and I'm going to speak about it again, but when I was in college, Allie and I, um, we shared a bathroom for pretty much all of college. And so we shared like really big shampoos and conditioners that we just refill whenever we had to, like every couple months. And we would do like Bumble and Bumble or Olaplex and all these things. And then one time between our shipments arriving, we went out and got Garnier Fructiques and Pantene because that was all that we could get at the drugstore. And like we needed to get something because we had to wash our hair. And our hair was 1000 times better, more shiny, prettier, nicer, less frizzy. And I'm just going to stand by it. Like Garnier Fructiques is that bitch. Like she is a servant, a sleigh and a half. If you're a hairdresser, I am sorry. I do not care. Like I have tried every single nice shampoo and conditioner on the market. None of them make my hair cooperate more than Garnier Fructiques. Um, so that's what I've been putting in my hair. And then I've been using the Ava NYC leave-in conditioner as one of my products. I really like, um, living proof hair products, whether it's like their, um, frizz spray, their texture spray, their hairspray, their, um, like heat spray. I've been trying to like have a new era for my hair. I don't really know what I want to do with it yet. I'm kind of having like a bleh meh time with her, but I've been liking those products, um, for my hair lately. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And I've also been taking the neutrophil vitamins. So if you are kind of like a vitamin girly, um, and you want to grow your hair, they really work. Like not only do I think they work, but the DMS I received when I partnered with neutrophil about how it like healed like early onset balding and like and like hair loss from certain like illnesses, like it really works. I mean, obviously consult your medical professionals before going on any sort of vitamin, but if you're trying to grow your hair, Nutrafol is the way to go. Okay. As for like snacking and foods, I am actually obsessed with Poppy and Olipop. Like I tried Olipop recently. It blew my expectations out of the damn water. That shit is so fucking good. The cream soda one. Oh, Olipop and Poppy like I have to have one a day I just got sent the new grape flavor of Poppy I'm gonna try it I'm a little apprehensive just because like I am really dedicated to my raspberry rose and I'm really dedicated to um the like Dr. Pepper one so you know that's where I'm at but I will say um I'm going to try the grape and see how that goes. But Olipop has been just everything to me. I've been kind of in a popcorn era as of late, like making popping popcorn, like actually making it. I kind of want to venture to the stove next. I don't know if this is interesting to you guys, but that's just one of my favorite snacks, popcorn and M&Ms. Um, I've been kind of having the sushi ick a little bit lately, but I've been enjoying avocado cucumber rolls, which I know is super duper annoying. But if you get like an eel sauce or a spicy mayo, they're really good. Um, I've also been doing hand rolls a lot when I get sushi. So that's been amazing. I've also been doing Greek yogurt with like whipped Greek yogurt, like the most like densely Greek Greek yogurt. I know yogurt gives people the ick. I always love yogurt. I like it with granola, chocolate chips, peanut butter, almond butter, strawberries, you name it, it's probably on there. Um, so that's like one of my favorite foods. Um, the other thing I've been loving is the gluten-free Czech cereal in the honey nut flavor. It's so good. Like for a gluten-free cereal, that one is 100% up there. Um, it's just perfect. I've also randomly been in sort of like a tacos era, which kind of is like strange for me because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I 
I've never really like been a taco girl. Like when faced with a Mexican restaurant or anything like that, I would always opt for something else like a salad or a bowl of sorts or like a chip device but tacos I've really been loving a taco like a corn taco like a corn tortilla with like a little steak it's so fucking good like justice for like make more tacos 2023 and I've also been loving Gatorade and Pedialyte um maybe that has a lot to do with my chronic pain but like they've both been universal heal healers for me um I always love to have a beverage that's not like the typical beverage and then bring back burgers like I think we need to talk about that like I feel like when we opt to order, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really know if like a bear burger, a shake shack, a five guys really comes to mind, but we really like simmer in it and think about it. Like that's some of the most quality delivery food you can get. It comes really nice. It's so fucking good. Like when you've had a bad day, like order yourself a burger on a bad day and tell me you don't feel automatically so much better. Like it really is the universal healer. I think that's everything for, oh, there's two alcoholic drinks that I've been loving. I've been loving a Chablis. That's a type of wine, what type of white wine. I'm a white wine drinker. Like I kind of forget that I like red wine, but I love white wine. It's like truly my favorite. And then I've been doing extra, extra cold, like freezing cold. Grey Goose martinis with a twist. And that's if I'm trying to like get a little turn up on, but don't want to drink so much because one is just perfect for me. So that's what I've been loving lately in terms of food and Bev. Um, you guys know the drill. That's like my shit. So Let's see what else. Okay, so in terms of books, I've read two books uh, recently that I think are like just actually three that I just think are above and beyond. So the first one is City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. It is it spans from the 1940s, like World War II, all the way up to the 70s. And it's set in New York City. And it's about a single woman who moves to New York City to live with her aunt, who's an eccentric theater owner. And it's not about theater. So don't worry. It's about just like making it and like living a socialite life in Manhattan on an artist budget and it's so fucking phenomenal like definitely top five books of the year already I know that the second one I read was Free Food for Millionaires by Min Jin Lee and I'm not even kidding you when I say this book it's also set in New York City it's also really similarly about a girl who didn't grow up with much um, her parents are immigrants and she goes to Princeton, I believe. And then she comes to New York and is trying to make it in New York. And she has like really expensive taste in terms of fashion. She like works in the business world. So fucking good. If you like New York City, both of these books are amazing. They're also long. And I like love a long book because I feel like it's sort of an undertaking. Like I love Emily Henry and trust me, I'm going to read her new book. But I feel like that's the kind of thing where I know I'm going to be done in a weekend. But with a long book, you know, you're really going to simmer with it for a while and grow attached, which brings me to my third favorite book as of late, which is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I talked about it in the intro, but this book is like fucking magnificent. Like you need to read it. I'm like already thinking about rereading it as I'm reading the books I'm currently reading. And I'm just genuinely obsessed. So those would be three of my book recommendations as of right now in terms of tv shows you have to watch dave if you haven't i don't even care if you don't know who he is i also did not know who he was if you watch from the beginning you will fall in love with him he's so funny he's a rapper he was just on call her daddy if you're interested in listening to that episode to kind of get into him um but he's hilarious and i love that show i also just watched jury duty which i can't recommend enough how to get away with murder. I'm kind of still simmering on that though. Like I feel like departed from it because like, I don't know. The end was not favorable for me. We've talked about this. So those would be my three like shows that I'm like super into right now. I will say also, I'm going to continue to just say like, go see the air movie. Um, 
it's just everything and Ben Affleck is so hot in it quick caveat I did listen to the caller daddy episode about Alex Cooper getting engaged and I just have to say as somebody who listened to the OG podcast like back when it was her and Sophia the growth is like so exceptional and I think it's really special when you get to watch someone grow and the internet doesn't really allow people to grow and like 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 morph and change and mature and I think it's really special when you get to watch it happen in front of your eyes with someone that like you've seen from the start and that's really how I feel about Alex like I watch the video and like I don't typically listen to the podcast unless it's a guest I really like like want to hear from and I just thought it was so special and cute and the way she talked about it all like I just thought it was really refreshing to hear. I can't recommend it enough. If you're a Call Her Daddy fan, if you're not a Call Her Daddy fan, however you're feeling, definitely watch that episode of Call Her Daddy, especially if you used to listen to the podcast or if you just want to hear a cute engagement story. It's really cute from somebody who never pictured herself getting married also, which is like one of my big takeaways from it is that Alex Cooper never pictured herself getting married in her life. And so to watch her kind of have this transformation and like come to terms with changing her mind is really special. So can't recommend that enough. Okay, back to it. Let's see what else. Okay. Um, I, in terms of clothes, have been loving cowboy boots. I buy all my cowboy boots from Allen's Boots in Austin, Texas, which is a store, but I can't rem- um, recommend Tacova's enough if you're wanting to buy cool cowboy boots online. For my Nike sneakers, I buy all my Dunks and Nike Airs and everything on Goat, which is a website that sources like really cool sneakers and they have like most colors and sizes and everything. Cannot recommend those two places enough in terms of shoes. Um, other obsessions that I've been obsessing over in terms of clothes, Colt Gaia, I've been like really into their new stuff. It's so expensive. I feel like I'll never wear it unless I'm like getting styled by a stylist to go do something super cool or like there's a piece that I just can't not have. But I just think their stuff is beautiful and I recommend you even just look at it. Um, I've been loving the bomber jacket look. I got mine at Zara. I linked it to my Instagram. If you guys want the link, I can find it again. It's on sale there now. So if you're wanting a bomber jacket, you should definitely get that one. I feel like it was pretty well priced for my workout sets. I've been wearing four, three, seven workout sets. I'm obsessed with these workout sets. They're double lined. It's a small business. They're so cute. I wear them all the time on the go to Pilates, to run, walking, whatever it is, meetings. Cause they're super cute still. Um, I just think that they're a really fucking cute brand and I can't recommend enough. And the colors that they come in are so damn cute. So four, three, seven, Another thing that I think that we shouldn't be sleeping on at all is H&M. They've had a renaissance as of late, which is like amazing. And just like their stuff is really good. Like basics, like my basic tank tops are from there and I always get complimented on them. And then long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, like Oxford shirts, whatever it is, like don't sleep on H&M. Like I feel like they had a departure where like them and Forever 21 were kind of in the same camp, but I think that they really rose to a whole nother occasion that I didn't really realize that that was happening. So 100% if you haven't, like you need to go and shop H&M. I've also been loving pretty pastels and the colors red and pink together. I think that that's like kind of my new thing. Um, It's going to be my new vibe up and coming I might like get my nails red I know it's like red nail theory and everything but it's not like bright red it's more of like a burgundy-ish like pomegranate red if you know what I'm saying I think I can describe it better if I showed you a picture of what I'm talking about but I like that with pink um I've also been loving wearing my hokas with sundresses like hot girls wear hokas with sundresses like I I need arch support I'm going on long walks in my hot girl sundress like am I wearing underwear who knows I am wearing hokas I have been loving that. And you guys know I'm a big Hoka girl for my wrecks. I wreck Clifton and Bondi for beginners. So those are my shoe wrecks. I think 
for the most part. We're getting down the wire here. I am kind of in one of those phases where every day I go on like Farfetch and the Real Real and I look at vintage heels and there's nothing that's like struck my fancy yet. But I'm in this new like era of my life where I follow all of these people who source vintage products on Instagram and basically how it goes. It's such a high. It's such a cat and mouse. They post like that they've sourced something and there's no announcement that it's coming. They're just like size seven Chanel mule. They posted and then like two seconds later, it'll be like sold. And you'll see the post after it's already been sold. It's crazy. Like you have to be like, turn on post notifications for her if you actually want to get one of these items. But I'm kind of obsessed and I follow a bunch of them. If you just go to my followings on Instagram, you can probably find these people. And I've been obsessed with like vintage, like Chanel, Miu Miu Prada, Dior, Louboutin heels and like low heels, like kitten heel mule vibes. Um, and by the way, justice for kitten heels. Like when I was in a sorority, they told us we could not wear kitten heels to rush or they would throw us out. And I'm like, kitten heels are so chic. Have you ever seen Dior kitten heels? Like they're fucking gorgeous and I'm obsessed. Um, so I would definitely say those as well. Okay. Let's just like a third category that we're going to have here. Um, and that we're going to talk about is just like random things that I've been loving. Okay. So the first thing is satin, like the material. Um, I haven't really, I haven't a lot of like a lot of these things I've acted on already satin. I haven't, I've been sitting and watching same with earrings. I want to go on an earring journey. I want to go on a ring journey. I've been watching. I've been listening. I've been thinking, ruminating, but I haven't like taken the leap. Do you know what I mean? And so I feel like that's definitely on the agenda for me to take the leap in that way. Um, and start wearing and using satin. Um, I've also been trying to push myself out of my comfort zone to go to the movies more because I don't know why, like there was like a shooting in a movie theater one time and now it scares me, especially because I like to take edibles before I go to the movies and then I get paranoid. Um, and so, you know, I've been trying to push myself in that direction. I think it's something fun. I've been loving a staycation moment, like staying in a hotel or just like taking off, but staying home, but not going anywhere, but it's like a vacation, but you're staying. I don't know. It's like you get rid of the air travel of it all and you're saving money, but like you're still treating yourself to a little something. That's been a concept that I've been kind of like living with and like loving with for a while. Um, Muna, the band, I think we need to talk about them. There's some there's some sort of a sex appeal that comes from them that I don't really feel anywhere else. And I just like needed to make it known that I'm in love with them. And I think they're the hottest band ever. And their music is so good. And it lights a fire in me the way that other music doesn't. And thank you to Taylor Swift for giving me the opportunity to discover them when I saw them open for her. I also wanted to say I am going to the Eras tour in um, in New Jersey at MetLife on a Friday, the first concert. I hope to see a lot of you there. A brand invited me and I was going to say no, but my cousin is actually going through chemotherapy. She got diagnosed with breast cancer and she wasn't able to get tickets to Eras. She got boxed out of Ticketmaster and then she couldn't afford the like resale tickets. They're just way too expensive. And given everything going on and like she'll be at the end of her chemotherapy um, and then when they I was going to say no, but then they offered me a plus one and I was like, I really want to be able to bring her and I really want to give her the opportunity to experience it because she's gone through so much. And it's actually not like a thing that we're super close. We actually have an age gap. But when I was growing up, she lived with us and nannied me when I was a little kid and she's just like really special to me. And so I was like, I'm going to bring her. So I invited her and we're going together and we we're like talking outfits and like, obviously she needs a sleigh wig. So we're talking about like what era she's going to do with the sleigh wig. Um, and it's just really fun. So I'm really grateful to that brand. And I do want to reiterate, I was going to decline, but then when they emailed me, cause they asked me at first and I said, I'd already gone, they emailed me offering a plus one, um, just like make sure I didn't want it. 
And I was like, you know what? This could make her life. And it did. She was like sobbing when I invited her. It was really cute. So excited about that. And I don't know. I don't think Moon is opening that night. It's Phoebe Bridgers, I'm pretty sure, um, who's just incredible and so hot. They're all so sexy. Um, okay, what else? Working in hotels. And my two favorite are the Williamsburg Hotel and the Hoxton, which are on the same block in Brooklyn. So if you ever need a place to work, just so you guys know, you can go into a hotel and sit at the bar and work or in their cafe or in their lounge area. It's completely allowed. It's really normal. And a lot of writers and artists do it. Um, it's something that I love to do. I've been loving putting my patchology face masks into the fridge it's so cooling and just like it's so fucking nice um so I love that and I love Pinterest I love Pinterest I don't know like you know how I always say like you have to make things a thing I like have made Pinterest like a thing for myself where like it is a thing that I like every single day I'm like oh, I'm gonna Pinterest I'm gonna pin things I'm gonna make boards I'm gonna get inspired I think for creative people it really just like brings creativity out more and even if you don't feel like you're creative it'll bring your creativity out so I've been loving Pinterest I'm a Pinterest stan cannot recommend enough frankly I've been loving going to bed at 10 p.m and I've been loving my e pray love era so that's kind of where I'm at with things that I loved lately and it was fun to give you guys a rundown and also just to catch up like I feel like this is like a bit of a nothing of an episode like but I also wasn't going to do an episode this week because of how I was feeling. But then I thought it would really make me feel better to come on here and get to talk to you guys and get to like have a moment to connect. And like, I don't know, all I have to say is I'm really grateful because you guys have never made me feel like I'm a girl who cried wolf or like I'm crazy. And like, it just, I don't know, like, I just feel so supported here and so loved and appreciated and celebrated. And I hope I can make you guys feel, like feel the same all the time. I know it's going to be a bit rainy in New York this weekend, but I hope you have great plans. I am going to see the Life of Pi play tonight and the opera tomorrow. So it's like very theatrical of me. And then I have a friend's birthday party on Saturday and we're going on a date night. And so it's just going to be a really nice weekend. I might go visit the, oh wait, my parents are traveling and taking the puppy. I was going to go see him, but it's like, if he's not there, what's the real point? You know what I mean? But he's so great. He's doing really well. My brothers are great. Everyone's great. I think I am having mixed emotions about this week, but I'm really glad I decided to do this. Sometimes you just need the extra push to sit down and connect to your people who you love so much. And it just feels so much better when you do. And so I'm so fucking grateful for all of you. I'm sorry if you felt like this episode was just random and a run on sentence. We'll probably have a guest next week because I still have some backlogged guest episodes. But all the cool things are happening. I'm starting with the new um, media company very soon. I actually have a call with them in just half an hour. So I'm going to go get to that. But I love you guys. I hope you give yourself the warmest hug. And I hope you have the most wonderful, amazing, stunning, beautiful Saturday, Sunday, Friday, whatever day it is. And I will see you next week. Love ya.